Hey everyone, welcome to season two of Reversing Climate Change. We are doing that podcast thing now and launching a Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash Nori Podcasts. There are various tiers with different types of goodies available. Do you want to receive a special newsletter digest of what Nori Knots are reading that week? Be a part of a Nori book club? Get special access to Nori events? Go take a look at patreon.com slash Nori Podcast for what we're offering. And in that spirit of being lean in that startup kind of way that, you know, we like to do, this list of goodies is subject to change and we'd very much like your feedback. Is there something that you'd really like to see but it isn't listed here? Honest feedback does a lot to help us shape what we offer to you. You can send an email to podcast.nori.com or fill out our podcast survey anonymously in our newsletter, which you can find at nori.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much for listening to another season of Reversing Climate Change. Hello and welcome to the Reversing Climate Change podcast. I'm Ross Kenyon. Today I have with me Evan Hines, founder of Climate Careers. Evan, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Indeed, we've been trying to figure out exactly how and when to do this, and I'm happy we finally found a, a proper hook, a proper container for the episode, you could say. <laughs> but we will we will get to that. What exactly is Climate Careers? Yeah, well, I mean, Climate Careers is is basically the platform for finding a climate job. <laughs> that's that's a very short pitch. Wow. Was it like uh, five words, six words in there, Evan? I mean, if you want me to elaborate a little bit, I, I would say, you know, it's, it's a place where you can discover opportunities where you can apply your skills um, so that you can align your paycheck and your working hours with the work that needs to be done to solve the climate crisis. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about this. And this is got to be one of the most obvious questions that people ask you, but is there not just a section on existing job sites that is for climate or for uh, sustainability or uh, ESG or is there something like that? Or, or why did you feel the need to go off on your own and start this? I mean, honestly, like you can get, depending on the platform you're looking at, there are some ways of like getting close to, I think what we're aiming to really nail and I think it goes to a question of like, well, what is a climate job? But like looking at, for example, you know, uh, idealist.org, a lot of people know idealist. Um, they've been around for gosh, like 20 years. They're a, a really well-known job platform that specifically helps nonprofits attract talent. And they do have a section for climate change. And you can like, you know, check that box and see, you know, I think it's around like maybe somewhere between hundred and 200 jobs that populate there on any given day. But you know the problem with that is that in the world of solving climate change, there's a lot of work that needs to be done that falls outside of what nonprofits focus on. For that sort of stuff, the, the market solutions, the for-profit world, uh, you can find a lot of great options um, on other platforms as well. Uh, you can look at the clean tech tag on places like you know, AngelList. And within that, you might be able to, if, if, you know, depending on your own knowledge of climate solutions, you'll be able to pick out some organizations that are working on climate, not just more broadly clean tech. I mean, what we're really looking to do is answer the question, who is working on climate solutions and who's hiring? And that covers the you know, nonprofit and, and sort of policy and research worlds. Um, and it also covers the for-profit, the market solutions uh, kind of world as well. Okay. I think I, I see the distinction there. And it makes sense to focus on this space 
because I see so much activity of people rushing into it. Perhaps most visible is Jason Jacobs and My Climate Journey, which if you haven't listened to that show, it is definitely worth listening to. And they have a great Slack group as well if you'd like to keep up with what various people in this world are doing. But the commonality that I've noticed is Jason himself has led an exodus uh, and people like him out of software, out of the tech startup world into something that applies those skills into climate tech and how do we deal with climate change and it seems like a lot of tech people are are really hungry to use these skills that are they make good money and they're specialized and they don't yeah. want to just make consumer facing apps anymore is this yeah. is this a common theme that you've been seeing too yeah i mean definitely and you know in in my own uh climate journey i, I find to be um sort of you know of the same vein uh my story is you know i i was I mean, coming out of college, I took a job at Oracle uh, doing enterprise software sales. And, uh, you know, after uh, nearly two years, realized that the corporate life wasn't for me. I ended up joining this uh, the small startup that had just gone through Y Combinator that's still around and doing well called Make School. So it sort of catapulted me into both the world of startups, but also into the world of, I would say, like really mission-driven work. You know, what I was doing there was really focusing on creating um, educational pathways for people who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford a traditional universities. And, you know, for me, like, as I was sort of thinking, I, I basically I paid off my student loans. I took some time off, came back into the real world. And it was late 2018, the IPCC report had come out. And for me, you know, this was kind of like a big call to action. Like I felt that whatever I do next, it's got to be focused on climate. And I think a lot of other people from the traditional tech world, you know, whether that be ed tech like me or, or you know, other areas of tech like consumer tech, I think a lot of people um, have been asking themselves sort of like, well, what can I do with my skill sets um, in a way that's climate impactful? So yeah, like to answer your question directly, like, yes, I, I definitely have seen um, over the past year and a half, a lot of other people who are really starting to take more of an interest, not just in how they can change their consumer behavior so that they're spending their money in ways that are more climate impactful, but you know, really asking them, themselves, I think perhaps even the, the bigger, more impactful question, which is how can they make their money in a way that is climate impactful? Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I'm saying it too. I, I didn't realize that you had had such a I guess you learned quick though. It only took you two years, right? I'm sure you see people who have been doing this for a long time. They're like, I need to get out of this. I need to do something that I can believe in. And those are your customers, right? You're trying to find those people. I mean, they're definitely our users. You know, something I should mention is like, I mean, we'll never ever charge anyone to use our site, you know, as a job seeker. So calling them our customers, I don't know if that's exactly the right term, but I mean, yeah, that is our audience. Like we want to get people to think more deeply about what they can do in their, um, in their, you know, 80,000 hours to, uh, to really focus in on climate, because at the end of the day, there's so many issue areas that are important, but they're all made far worse if we don't deal with climate change. So I, I kind of view climate as like the mother of all issues, the mother of all problems, uh, that really needs addressing immediately. And in addressing climate change, we can also, uh, usually address a lot of other, um, related and very important issues. Great. Yeah. Thanks for, for clarifying that customer thing too. Um, well, you've mentioned this, you've hinted at the, the fringes of this, but what exactly qualifies as a climate career? We basically look at Project Drawdown's list of climate solutions, and we try to figure out who's actually working, like what organizations are working on these climate solutions. 
And then from there, we basically say, well, you know, if organization A or B or whatever is, is working on this climate solution, then any job at this organization we view as being a climate job. And therefore, it is appropriate to list it on climate careers. So, you know, unlike other job platforms where you can find roles that are specifically working on sustainability, like being a sustainability manager, what we're really actually looking at is what is the mission of the organization? And if that organization has a mission and, a, and perhaps a business model that is completely tied with solving climate change, then we view any org or rather any, any job at that org uh, to be a climate job. Okay. That, that makes sense to me. And you mentioned that job seekers are not your customers. So I imagine someone else has to be keeping the lights on. How do you guys make money? Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're still kind of figuring that out. Um, we're a two-sided marketplace. <laughs> we, oh, so um, so uh, I know this is a challenging way to start up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, as it stands right now, uh, we haven't begun fundraising, though some folks have approached us recently and, and we'll be pursuing those conversations. But what we do is posting jobs at the end of the day, like we really, we want to as quickly as possible move away from a model where we're charging per job post. Because Again, our mission is to get people working on climate as quickly as possible. So what we are moving towards uh, in terms of our, our revenue model is basically we, we have an internal candidate database. And there's a few thousand folks in it right now. These are people who have uh, not only come to our site and applied for jobs, but have actually uploaded their resume and have joined this talent database. And if you're an employer that wants to access that, we basically create a custom package depending on your needs that you pay for on a monthly subscription model. And it includes unlimited job posts, feature jobs, um, you know, mentions in our newsletter, which is pretty popular, it seems, and, um, and also access to that talent database so that aside from just passively attracting candidates through job posts, you can actually dive into our users and, and run keyword searches and then email those people directly if you're interested in, in interviewing them. Yeah. Is the vision to be more than a sort of job listing, job board, um, sort of the the paradigm that we all come to expect when we're on the job hunt? Are you trying to do something more robust than that? Or are you just trying to specialize and focus on climate careers and climate jobs specifically? Yeah. Great question. We've been thinking a lot about like, what is the big vision that we're working towards? You know, And and some folks have asked like, well, are we, are we going to expand into other areas outside of climate? And I think for a period of time, we were thinking like, oh yeah, maybe we'll start with climate and then we'll like expand to the SDGs, right? But like in thinking about that, we ran into this problem pretty early on, which is like, well, the SDGs are a cool framework for thinking about big issue areas, but you know, one of the SDGs is alleviating poverty, right? I mean, who's to say that Wells Fargo isn't alleviating poverty? I mean, I'm sure they certainly think they are. And by the way, this is not to like knock Wells Fargo or, or, or any other organization that I may mention, but um, it comes down to this bigger challenge of like, how do you quantify impact? And there's a lot of organizations and I think people like in the um, you know, effective altruism communities that like spend all day thinking about that question. I think it's a really important question to be asking. But honestly, like it's not really a space that I'm looking to, to move into sort of other issue areas because I, I just feel like it it ends up being such a subjective challenge of determining like what organizations really belong, you know, on that theoretical platform. So we're not going to be expanding beyond climate and we're really going to be diving deeper into climate and trying to answer the broader question that a lot of our users are asking, which is broadly, 
what can I do about climate change? We're starting with jobs because, I mean, especially right now, there are so many people who, what is it, almost 30 million people, I think, in the United States now that have filed for unemployment in the past couple months. So, you know, we think that focusing on climate jobs is, is a really great place where we can provide a lot of impact right now. But then we, I mean, and again, this is just where we happen to be right now in our thinking, but we would like to expand beyond uh, just the climate jobs portion and provide other parts of the answer to that very broad question uh, that our users are asking, which is, you know, again, what can I do about climate change? So sort of building like a, you can almost imagine like a one-stop shop for climate action. What does that mean? What does that look like? You know, we're, we're still figuring that out, but we took a stab at it recently and we just added a, like an events directory uh, on our website. So if you go to climate.careers slash events, uh, you can see a bunch of upcoming online climate events. And we launched this actually at the beginning of Earth Week. There was already a ton of events going on. So we figured, hey, you know, maybe this would be a good time to test the waters with that. You know, people are checking it out. You know, people use it to find uh, upcoming events. So, you know, this is like a, us, again, testing the waters and thinking about, you know, what comes ne- next after we uh, nail the climate jobs component. It makes sense to approach it in that lean kind of way. And I do like this divide between, well, okay, here's an example. I'm not saying this applies to you because it's not the most complimentary, but you're going to know what I'm talking about. Did you ever watch the the Office, the American version? I Yeah, I'm not like one of those Office obsessed people, but like I, I love the show. I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you remember this one, but Ryan the Temp gets hired at corporate and he comes back with this idea for... Dunder Mifflin 2.0, Dunder Mifflin Infinity. And it's like, you're shopping for paper. You're talking about the election. This is like a one stop. You can do all this in one place. I'm like, nobody wants to like have a social network based around buying paper. So that being said, that's like an extreme example. But also brands just can't be good at one thing anymore. You have to be a fan. Encouraging fan culture and people sticking around is really important. And how you do that makes a big difference. Uh, it makes a big difference with Nori, like people like listening to the podcast, being involved with what we do, knowing us as people. We can't just be good only at carbon removal. You have to be good at telling the story and relating to others and providing value beyond just, I don't know, selling a, a carbon removal certificate. So right. I guess we're, so what I'm trying to say is, what are you, what are you pointing? I know it's not Dun- Dunder Mifflin Infinity, but surely, surely this, this thought of like how integrated a community are we trying to build has crossed your mind, right? Yeah. I, and honestly, like, you know, we've had people ask, like, are we, are we going to make this into, I mean, cause you know, cause we have like all these profiles internally. Right. And if you're an employer that has access to this, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like it literally looks like something that resembles LinkedIn, but for climate. And, you know, so people have asked, like, are we going to open these profiles up and kind of make it more of a public facing sort of social network for climate? You know, the truth is like, I just don't think people want another social network. And then, you know, we've also had people like ask, well, are you going to do a community group, a Slack group, something like that? And, and again, my answer is like, I don't know if that's like really, (laughs) I I don't know if that's like necessary, you know, and you mentioned like my climate journey, but there's like other ones too. There's climateaction.tech. I mean, Sunrise Movement, they have multiple Slack groups all over the United States and a big national hub Slack. I mean, there are so many great climate and, you know, uh, environmental focused communities and things out there. I just don't know if that's like the best thing that we could provide in terms of, you know, providing something that that has real value. I don't want to invent the wheel on things. And I want to make sure that whatever we build next, it's actually providing like a, 
kind of, you know, kind of like a, at least a somewhat novel value add. So the way that we're thinking about it is less of like, let's build a community to complement this stuff. Um, and then building, you know, tools around that community. We're, we're more thinking just what are the tools that our audience members want? Like, like what are the actual, like whether it's a portal or, you know, or, or specific kind of content, basically like what are, what are the things that they want? And we actually ask in our, in our, we survey our users a lot. We literally list out a bunch of different things that we can imagine ourselves doing. And we say, select all that you want. And so we have some pretty interesting data. Like we did the events because we saw that a ton of our users want to hear about upcoming climate events. So we decided to execute on that. You know, what comes next? Hard to say, <laughs> you know, we won't be selling paper. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. But yeah, we're, we're really trying to be careful because we don't want to try to do too much and whatever we do, we want to make sure that it, it really complements the other things that we're already doing. Yeah, that's the right way to think about it. And you are right. There's plenty of ideas uh, we have. We're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is already doing that. And I'm sure people are like, well, we should do this type of podcast. You're like, ah, Nori's doing that. Uh, And you're just, you have to figure out what exactly are you doing? Are you adding value? Do people actually want this thing? Because as a startup, you really have limited numbers of choices to make. And a wrong turn could mean, oh, crap, we ran out of money and we didn't get to the next stage. So I don't know. I don't, I mean, obviously testing and moving kind of deliberately and making sure you're giving people what they want. So I think the way that you describe how you chose to go with events makes sense. People seemingly were telling you, yeah, where where do I look for this? You're like, oh, I'll just make it. So that's a good example, right? Yeah. And like at the end of the day, we have to be thinking about this other stuff. You know, people have also said like, well, why don't you just focus on the jobs? And like, don't get me wrong. Like we're a long way, in my opinion, from like really acing that. Though we're actually, I mean, at least according to Google search, where, you know, if you type in climate jobs, we're usually showing up as the first result organically. So, so that's encouraging, wow, but that is good. I, I personally still, yeah, no, thanks. I mean, considering we're unfunded, I'm, you know, I, I feel like we're making progress, but I think we still have a long way to go on the climate jobs front alone, but we do have to be thinking about what else we're going to be doing beyond just jobs, because if we do that part really well. I mean, what does it look like? Well, Ross comes to our website, he finds his climate job and we never see him again for like two to three years. So we have to think about like, well, what are other pieces of content or tools that we can build that keep Ross coming back even after he's found that job or even if he's never looking for a job? So, you know, for those of you who are perhaps listening, who have been on climate careers before, I mean, I I, I am going to let you know that our brand is going to be changing because climate careers is pretty pigeonholed and we're going to have to be thinking a little bit more broadly about you know what else can we build that really provides value broadly. And you are looking to bring new people onto the team right now, right? Yeah. So we have like my brother and I, and, and we have a small team of, of volunteers. I mean, to be completely transparent, like we're all full-time volunteers. Again, we're still working on the funding part, but we know that we, we have a decent idea of what we're looking for you know, we're definitely interested in talking to folks who can uh, really help us develop our product. But we're also like trying to really cast a wide net and just see who else is out there that might be interested in in helping us and, and being a part of our journey. So we have we do have a post for climate careers on climate careers. And that post is literally, I think it's just called join our team exclamation mark. You know, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, like building a one-stop shop for climate action. That sounds, that sounds pretty intriguing. Yeah. Send us your resume um, and you can do it on our platform. 
Great. And there are links in the show notes if you would like to do so. Is this a is this also a volunteer position you're looking for? You're looking for maybe not co-founders, but like early volunteers slash employees? I mean, yeah, gosh, you know, I'm someone I really believe that people should get paid for the work they're doing. But until we raise any money um, and until we're like super profitable just by bootstrapping, this is unfortunately going to be like the same kind of work that everyone else on the team is doing, which is all unpaid. But I think really what we are looking for is, um, yeah, like a, like a technical co-founder is probably the right sort of um, phrasing. You know, someone who, who really wants to grind with us and, and get in early and, and be a part of this journey. We're, we're also, you know, potentially considering being a nonprofit. Well, actually, honestly, like more recently, it seems like that is probably the best strategy for us just because, you know, there's a unprecedented number of people who are now jobless. And we think that, you know, uh, us being a nonprofit could perhaps help us unlock some grant funding um, so that we can be part of the many organizations out there right now that are working on helping all of these unemployed folks, you know, make sure that they're finding a job. You know, our focus, of course, is making sure that all of these talented people as they're getting back into working, that they're working at organizations that are really pushing the needle on on uh, combating the climate crisis. It makes sense. Well, if you like what you hear and you want to apply to become a technical co-founder or I don't even know, early stage unpaid employee volunteer. You got you to come up with some proper terminology here, Evan. We, we do. We do. Yeah. We're, we're keeping it vague, purposely, very vague. We just want to find people who who like what we're doing and, and want to help in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I sort of like the unpolishedness of it. I, I like the transparency of it. It's a value that I, I share and try to uh, work with as well. But if you want to do that, there's also going to be a section in there in that application to let the climate careers know how you found out about this opportunity. And you should say that you heard about it on the podcast if that's where you did, because I am always curious to what degree are we steering people into things that they might not have done or, or learn opportunities that they learn about through the show. So if you could do that, I'd be very curious. I'm sure you would be curious too. To what degree, Evan, was this worth your time? <laughs> so, No, yeah. I'm super curious. I mean, that's... Yeah, like we we're always trying to figure out like what are great channels um, through which we can you know share job opportunities uh, within the world of climate. So um, yeah, like this is a great test for that. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely be. I mean, you know, I'll definitely be sharing with you, Ross, uh, who comes our way from this episode. Yeah, that that would be great, Evan. If someone wanted to keep up with your work, they want to keep up with climate careers. Maybe they want to apply for a job. Uh, with Climate Careers or at one of the companies or other organizations that are listed on there? How should they do it? Yeah. I mean, you can just go to climate.careers. That's our website. And uh, yeah, you can just basically dive in. We uh, we have some quick links on our landing page to make it easy to find opportunities, you know, like at with internships and remote opportunities, sales jobs, software engineering. But you can also always just go to the jobs tab and run some keyword searches and see what comes up. Yeah, I mean, that would probably be the best way to see what's out there. But even if you don't find anything immediately, just know that we have a lot more on the way. I think there's about 2,000 jobs in the platform as of this very moment that I'm speaking with you. But I mean, we know that that's honestly still just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more opportunities and we're committed to making sure that we're shining a light on those opportunities as quickly as possible. So if you don't see anything on the platform now, definitely like stay, stay with us. Check back in a week later. It changes every day. And also subscribe to our newsletter. We have two newsletters now. One is just for job opportunities. 
Um, and sometimes we'll put some company updates in there as well. And then we do another newsletter now just for upcoming climate events. So it's not really, not even really uh, jobs focused. So if you're, you know, let's say you're listening to this podcast and you already have your climate job or you're comfortable in your job regardless, but you're interested in, you know, staying more plugged into the world of climate and attending some of these events, you should still subscribe because uh, we'll be sharing a lot of cool upcoming events um, that you can also find on our uh, events tab on the website as well. Cool. Yeah. I subscribe. I keep up with you guys do. It's a nice newsletter. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like always writing it like at the very last minute on, on oh, a Sunday. Oh, so you write newsletters too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I know. I really got to get better at, at allotting time for it. It's one of those things where it's like, you're like, all right. So I just have to like write a couple sentences and then, you know, and then of course it's like, three hours later and uh <laughs> oh man did you and, just do spongebob was that what just I, happened that that was a really bad spongebob reference, oh my yes. god first spongebob yeah. reference on the show award goes to evan hines uh nice, thank and, you. yeah okay, very nicely done uh real quick i should have asked you this uh, too i just came to me though but i get asked sometimes people will reach out and say hey i really want to work in the climate space or in carbon removal what do i do uh, what do you typically tell people you go first and then I'll, I'll do mine. Well, so a lot of people typically are like asking me like if they should like go to grad school or something um, or, or if they need to like, like what do they need to do to learn more about climate to work in climate? And I think it's like a really important question. And honestly, like we need so much more climate education, just broadly speaking, like, you know, and, and creating resources to make it easy for people to learn about climate is, is part of like what we're thinking about um, when we you know are looking beyond just the jobs component of our of our vision. But, but the truth is, you know, if, if you've been working, you know, in, in, in other nonprofits, if you've been working in tech, if you've been working in finance, even, um, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities that are available that you can probably leverage your current experience and just get started right now. Um, like I, I actually don't really think that, uh, going to grad school is usually the best, uh, route for people to take if they want to work in climate. You know, that's kind of the point of, our website is to make working on climate, like literally working, you know, in your job, making it just sort of like easier, making that transition easier is really part of our mission because yeah, like, I mean, it'd be great if we all had time to, you know, become climate scientists and, you know, completely, completely change our skill sets. But at the end of the day, like every organization that's working on climate solutions, they all need people working in HR and, and people you know, selling their products and, you know, SEO and marketing. I mean, every organization that's working on climate needs a variety of roles. Um, so not everyone needs to be a climate scientist in order to really have a climate impactful career. So I, I say just go to our website, obviously, and, and see what's out there. And if you find that you see something that is applicable to your current skill set, get started, apply. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great advice. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I send people to climate careers. I also say there's a bunch of cool Slack groups out there in communities. Yeah, my climate journey is good. Uh, air miners, they're good. They do more like direct air capture kind of stuff. But they also do like nature-based solutions as well. And I'm, I'm really happy to see that air miners has begun sort of expanding uh, the scope of the conversation of carbon removal to look at, you know, non-mechanical uh, methods of of drawing down carbon. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of air miners. A another group that I would suggest looking at is uh, New Energy Nexus. They're the Slack group of New Energy Nexus, which is like a network of a bunch of clean tech incubators around the world. 
That sounds good too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like other really good communities to check out. I, I think climate action dot tech is another cool group for it's it's really i would say heavily catered towards technologists software engineers and uh, data scientists uh, designers i think that's another great group you could also just yeah. look through uh i've also told people to look through y combinator uh, portfolio companies for carbon removal companies or for climate tech companies because they're in there you know they're getting funded and since they're already plugged into that network they're better than average odds, I think, of being successful given the the pedigree. So I always say just sometimes you can just cold call companies and say, hey, I love what you do. We get emails like that. And we aren't always in a position to help people, but you know, it's worth a shot. Also, if you do send like a cold email, sometimes I get them like all the way filled out and they didn't tell me like one single sentence why they chose Nori to send this to. I'm like, man, you got to tell me like, why, why are you, you just wrote a cover letter. You didn't tell me why you want to, you care about Nori. I don't know if you see stuff like that. That's sort of a broad job seeker tip. Don't do that. Tell me why you, <laughs> tell me why you chose me out of the hundred other companies out there. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely give the same advice to job seekers, but you know, actually it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, like just looking through the companies and seeing what's out there in the next like couple of weeks, we're going to be spinning up a organization's database as well. So you know, right now on our website, you can basically like look at all the jobs, um, but there's no way of sort of browsing at a higher level, just what are all the organizations out there. And we have around 1500 organizations in our database, and we're going to be basically displaying all of them so that even if you're just curious to see who's working on, yeah, let's say carbon removal, you can dive in and, you know, select that tag and, and see, uh, sort of learn uh, more broadly about the landscape. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, sounds like if you're listening, you have your work cut out for you. Hopefully you want to work in climate. It's a fun place to work. I really enjoy it. I drive a lot of meaning from, you know, in my small way, contributing to climate change being acted upon, hopefully more quickly, more efficaciously. I have no idea how you measure that. Hopefully, though, you are at least entertained by these podcasts. And I think that that's valuable for its own sake. But uh yeah, I, I feel like I derive meaning from what I do. I'm sure you do too, Evan, relative to other projects you've worked on. I, I love what I do. Like, I'll be totally transparent. You know, financially speaking, like, it's a grind. I mean, we're, we're just trying to figure it out. But I can say, like, this has been the most meaningful thing I've ever worked on because, you know, we've been able to help people transition from um, something that, you know, I would say uh, sometimes can be like really low impactful, sort of low impact work to doing basically the same role, but at organizations that are actually like really leading the, the fight to end climate change. And when I think about like what that means in terms of impact, uh, you know, the ripple effects um, that that will have, it just gets me really excited. And I feel like, you know, at, at a time when there's so much unemployment due to this COVID crisis that's now happening, I feel like this is, yeah, like probably the most important thing I could imagine myself working on you know, we're just we're just like really excited to be part of of that sort of group of organizations out there that are you know hyper focused on addressing climate change. You know, it, it makes me really happy to to see that this is like a wave that there's a lot of people who are like you know starting to think, well, yeah, I, I want to have a climate career as well. So we're just we're just really honored to be part of this uh, part of this sort of transition. Right. Well. Go and apply for some jobs, change your career, <laughs> get involved in climate, go to climate.careers. Yeah, no, like 
and also like shoot us a message and, and also like something that, you know, we're always looking to hear of more organizations that we should be listing on our website. And also if, if you're an organization, you know, you're listening to this and you work at a climate focused company or nonprofit, you know, reach out to us. Um, we want to help you um, at the end of the day, like we'll never let price be the reason that we can't get your jobs at least posted on our website. So, you know, definitely sign up for an account, get those jobs posted. Uh, we, we just want to help. I think it was pretty fun. We got the office. We got SpongeBob. Uh, I think I think that's time to call it. So thanks uh, for the fun one, Evan. Hey, thanks for having me. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Tell a friend. Tell a friend who's looking for a new job. They want to work in climate. Go to climate.careers and make this happen. And thank you so much for listening. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it in Apple Podcasts and or Stitcher. It really helps us a lot to get this content to a wider audience. If you think what we're doing is useful, interesting, fun, hopefully all three, we'd certainly appreciate your rating and review. You can keep up with Nori at Nori.com where there is a newsletter. That's Nori.com slash subscribe. There's podcast. There's a whole bunch else. Or you can send us an email at podcast at Nori.com. We are also now on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nori Podcasts if you'd like more content, engagement, and community. And thank you so much for your support.